More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off right now. We are joined by Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Senator, appreciate you making the time, sir. Absolutely. Good to be with y'all. So we were talking polls. We're talking about where the primary stands uh, earlier in the program, Senator. Uh, In all the polls that we can see, you're basically running in fourth, uh, somewhere in the six, seven, eight, uh, eight percentage points of support. How are you going to change this around between now and when people are actually voting? And, and what are you bringing to this GOP primary that makes you a better choice than your top rivals, namely Trump, DeSantis, and Haley? Well, certainly the voters in Iowa, they break late. So they're just now tuning in. So the good news is that I have doubled my presence in Iowa. I totally expect and have seen signs that will continue to move in the right direction from the polling perspective. But the thing that we bring to the table that is unique is that the truth of my life destroys the lies of the radical left. If this general election is going to be about whether or not conservatism works, I'm the candidate that we need talking and leading on that subject. If we're going to have a conversation about why it's important for us to close the southern border and stop fitting off from killing 70,000 lives and what we can do about that. I'm the one person in the race who has already led on the laws that will change that trajectory for our nation. As the leading person on the banking committee, we have an opportunity to literally stop 70,000 Americans from dying, if I were president, I would sign my legislation that sanctions the Mexican cartels. The only person who already has a plan in place passed through the banking committee and a part of the defense spending for the country. If you want someone who can go into the south side of Chicago, into black churches, into Brazilian churches, into Hispanic communities, into the majority community, and have the same conversation 
about conservatism and convert people to our side of the aisle. I'm the best and maybe the only candidate, not who can do it, but who's already getting it done right now. Talking to Senator Tim Scott, obviously right now international relations, a huge discussion point. What do you think we should be doing in Ukraine and Israel? Should those issues be connected in your mind? Should they be separated? And how would you analyze them if you were commander-in-chief right now and called upon to decide what should be happening from a U.S. perspective associated with both Ukraine and Israel? The first leap in the right direction is to have a silo package that reinforces that America is loyal to our allies and lethal to our common adversaries. And that means supporting the aid for Israel in a standalone package. The world needs to know that the strategy of the Biden administration, the strategy of appeasement, is an abysmal failure with proof positive already can be seen in the hostages taken, the blood that has been pouring out, and the lack of response from this administration. We need a leader who actually puts the pedal to the metal and causes them to blink. Today, because of the feckless leadership of Joe Biden, it looks like America is blinking because the president cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. On Ukraine, I would always keep that as a separate discussion as it relates to funding. I have supported Ukraine without any question, but we need to have the kind of accountability that restores confidence from the American people on understanding why it is in our national vital interest without having the accountability on the dollars that have been spent and invested in Ukraine, without having a president that understands the importance of sharing with the American people that the vast majority of those resources comes back for military purchases and is a loan guarantee. Without having that conversation, it will be very difficult for us to have the support for Ukraine. But if why not, is it, why, Senator Miami, Scott, why is it in the national security interest of the American people to make sure that Ukraine sure. continues this fight against Russia at the level that it's been fighting? The first thing is that degrading the Russian military is in America's national vital interest. Until this war started, the greatest military threat to America was the Russian military. The long-term threat to our nation is the buildup in China. But they, they, they are just getting there. They are not there. So having the devastation brought to the Russian military through our resources and the incredibly high price of Ukrainian blood has been strategic and impactful and effective in keeping not only the homeland safe, which is the priority, but also our NATO allies that are contiguous with Ukraine and Russia. That combination, according to Article 5, keeps our men and women, our troops here in America and not positioned would you would you fund would you fund to the same degree that we've seen so far, uh, Senator Scott? If you were president for four years uh, and the fighting in Russia and Ukraine continued as is, would you continue the funding at its current level for four years of your presidency? I would not. I, I said that already in that I've rejected the first package, the hundred six billion dollars, where 
President Biden has sought to leverage Israel's war for more funding for Ukraine. I would bifurcate that package. It is the only effective way for us to show strength with Israel and accountability with Ukraine is to separate those two packages. Senator Scott, um, you basically, it seems, have adopted the burn the ship strategy, uh, which which I respect when it comes to Iowa. You've relocated much of your campaign. You're all in in Iowa. We're 10 weeks out. Uh, you said a lot of people still not paying attention, that things break late. What does your campaign need to do to guarantee that it continues into New Hampshire and into Iowa in terms of where you finish? Um, so right now, uh, as Buck laid out, you're sitting around fourth. Is top four good enough in Iowa to go to New Hampshire? What do you need to see in order to keep your campaign rolling? Well, let me first define the definition of breaking late, the voters breaking late. Number one, in 2011, Herman Cain and 2015, Ben Carson, the two leading candidates in the Des Moines Register poll. So we know that the voters break late. For us to continue on, we have to show strength in Iowa, and we're going to do that. And we'll see you then in New Hampshire, and then we'll win in South Carolina. Okay, so, but strength in Iowa, just kind of putting out the expectations. Is that top three? Is that top two? What does that have to look like to you to be, hey, this was a successful Iowa caucus in 10 weeks when those numbers come in? Well, there's no doubt we're competing to win. I mean, so at the end of the day, that's our goal. And so being in the top two, you know, is in my opinion where you want to be. But I, I, I have learned to fight until the end. Therefore, we are going to stay in it until we win it. And we believe we get there by having a very strong showing in Iowa and then moving our campaign with momentum into New Hampshire. We will feel it in the air. Senator Scott, is, is your, um, is your campaign in your mind, if, if you don't meet certain metrics, uh, would you, would you encourage others as well as yourself to clear the field sooner? Or is the plan to stay in it for as long as you can to give the people as many choices as you can? Well, the good news is I saw as people understood where we are, they wanted our voice to remain on the stage and people have rallied around the campaign. We've been so thankful for Americans who have said, we want you in it. And frankly, they can continue to do so right now by going to votetimscott.com. We plan to continue this campaign because our voice is absolutely essential to doing what we haven't done but one time out of the last eight national elections, winning the popular vote. That is what we must do in order to take this all the way to the White House. A couple of things here quickly. Have you qualified for the stage November 8th? Buck and I are going to be down in Miami. Will you be up on that stage in a little bit over two weeks? Well, Clay, Buck, let's get together a week from Wednesday in Miami. We will be on the stage. We have qualified. We look forward to seeing you and having a fist bump. Okay, that'll be fun. We'll definitely meet up with you. Look forward to that. Uh, last question for me, and Buck may have one more. We appreciate you joining us. We're talking to Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. Second Republican debate. Seemed like Nikki Haley kind of took the gloves off and took a real swing at you. 
Uh, and I was watching it, and I know you guys have a good relationship in the past, but it was like, okay, uh, like she's actually, uh, she's actually gonna go there, cause it seemed like she threw the first punch. Were you surprised by that? Uh, how would you assess your relationship with Nikki Haley right now as the campaign rolls on? I will say without any question, was I surprised by it? Yes, certainly I, I was. But the one thing I, I have realized is that I think it was a great philosopher. What was his name? I think it was John, Ram, John Rambo who says she drew first blood. And so we have to remember that and respond accordingly. And the way we respond is not by being petty and being personal, but helping people understand what is already clear. The moderates are rallying behind her, and you will not become the nominee of the party being the most moderate candidate on the stage. You think about her initial response to the Palestinian refugees coming to America. She thought there was a way for us to vet them. You think about where she stands on the issue of abortion and the the issue of life, not having a 15-week national limit. That means you allow for states like California and Illinois, New York, to have abortion up until the day of birth. That is unconscionable, unacceptable, un-American, and certainly inconsistent with Republican primary voters. Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina, sir, always appreciate you, and hopefully we'll see you down in Miami soon. Look forward to it. I look for both of y'all. Have a good one. A little interesting there, Buck. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to be joined by Glenn Youngkin at the bottom of the hour. But that battle between Tim Scott and Nikki Haley, that's a pretty uh, aggressive attack there in response. But I, I like the, the quote of Rambo, and I know you did, Buck. You probably watched Rambo a hundred times when you were a kid. Um, I think he was a little bit surprised that Nikki Haley went after him like she did in that second debate. Uh, on special occasions like Halloween night tomorrow, our phones have become the de facto videotaping gear for the family. It'd be hard to define the number of hours of footage take place tomorrow night capturing image of trick-or-treaters walking door-to-door. Hey, I'm a dad. I'm going to be doing it. My two youngest going to be dressed up, I think, for Halloween. Certainly, my nine-year-old is. And you know what I did over the weekend? Took some video footage. Buck, I got my son, my 15-year-old, out on the roads for the first time ever. I think I took 10 years off my life. But we took some video footage of my 15-year-old, pictures of his first ever drive uh, how many of those things are on your phone? How much do you worry about whether the cloud might go down? You might lose something. How about preserving it forever with Legacy Box? They will specialize in digital transfer. They'll make sure that they hook you up with everything. It's time to digitally transfer all those old family memories, all those precious moments onto digital files that guarantee they're preserved forever. Again, remember the video camera, somebody carrying it around on their shoulder. How many of those tapes are preserved forever for you and your family to be able to share Get hooked up right now at Legacy Box. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Early access to their Black Friday sale. You can digitize your memories for as low as $9 per videotape. 60% savings. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Preserve those family memories forever. Do it. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Making sense in an insane world. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. 
Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty on demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. We're going to be joined by Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. Just heard from Senator Tim Scott. I, look, Buck, I think just based on that conversation, first of all, he went after Nikki Haley a little bit. Um, I thought that was interesting. He's going to be on the stage. Republican debate will probably, again, Buck and I will both be down in Miami, uh, for that debate on November 8th. Uh, may have some other interesting radio events surrounding November 8th. Just keep your antenna up. Uh, obviously, as we move continuing closer to the votes being cast in the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary. Um, but to me, take the takeaway there is if Tim Scott's not top three, in Iowa, and I think he would say that he expects to be top three, that he may well drop out before New Hampshire and certainly before South Carolina. And we mentioned this earlier. Nikki Haley's campaign is arguing that Nikki Haley is going to be the clear alternative to Trump after New Hampshire, that she will go head-to-head with him in South Carolina and she will beat him. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not, but I do think with Mike Pence leaving, Buck, you can start to see kind of the behind-the-scenes machinations by which people are beginning to drop out. And again, we start off the show by saying if you look at that Iowa poll, for instance, there are three top contenders. Trump obviously has a huge lead, DeSantis and Nikki Haley. Trump is at 43% in that Iowa poll. The question is, how committed are the 43% to Trump? Because Tim Scott is correct that there are late-breaking candidates typically in Iowa. Here, here's what I do think we have seen or seen enough of to know how it's going to play out. Um, the indictments 
have already helped Trump a lot in the primary. Uh, his his numbers go up every time there's an indictment. And I don't think that any of these trials are are going to derail him. Yeah. Um, I think that one or two of them may actually occur, as we've discussed. We'll see. I don't think that. So if the Democrat plan was to either get Trump convicted and make him, um, you know, and, and basically like end his campaign, that's not going to happen. Uh, I, I think that you're likely to see, if anything, as some of these trials get closer, uh, a rally to Trump effect continue on. And so then that leaves you with, well, how could any of these other competitors really make up that ground? Like what's the, and as you said, people can drop out, but of the people who are, of the remaining, remaining support for those who have dropped out, you know, of the remaining voters, where do they go? I think a lot of them are likely to say, okay, you know what? I, we can't allow this persecution of Trump to happen the way that it is. So they'll probably go, uh, that way, depending more of that on the DeSantis side than the Nikki Haley side. I mean, I think Nikki Haley is the establishment candidate right now. We're going to sort of the GOP donor approved establishment candidate, whether that's fair or not. I think that's the perception. I also think that if you had told me, you know, four months ago when these guys were all running, I would have said, well, when Tim Scott drops out, he's going to endorse Nikki Haley. I don't think that anymore. Uh, I think if oh, Tim no. Scott dropped out, yeah, I, I, think he, I think he endorses Donald Trump 100%. I, don't I agree. Think there's any question in my mind that that's who Tim Scott would endorse. And look, he says he's going to stay in till the very end. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that he comes on the show. And as we say, you know, he's, he's a, he's a good man and, and, uh, and has a lot of respect from his, from just, you know, GOP peers and from the American people. Um, you know, I'm not sure he's where the party is right now on Ukraine, uh, or at least where the GOP base is on Ukraine. I think the feeling of accountability for a blank check is still a blank check, Clay, you know. So he's got some challenges there. Um, but I also think that he will throw his support behind Donald Trump. And you may have Vice President Tim Scott before long. Think about this for a moment. We have a 100% volunteer military, men and women who raise their hands to sacrifice for this country. When they retire from military service and reenter the private sector, it's a lot harder than it looks to catch up for missed time. It's expensive, too. That's why we're so happy a private company like Pure Talk has decided to help some of our veterans. You can join in, too, by switching your cell phone company to Pure Talk Superior Service. They'll donate a portion to alleviating $10 million in veteran debt by Veterans Day. Thanks to your response, just two weeks to go, they're 74% of the way there. They could use your help, though, to get over $10 million. You sacrifice nothing. In fact, you're probably going to save a ton by joining Pure Talk. More data, mobile hotspots, just 20 bucks a month, unlimited talk, text. My 15-year-old is on this plan. He loves it. You can do the same. Show unwavering support to the veterans by dialing 2 Pound 250 saying Clay and Buck to switch to Pure Talk today. That's pound 250. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined now by the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Governor Youngkin, appreciate you being here with us, sir. Hey, Clay and Buck, great to be with you. Hope you're having a beautiful Monday like we're having in Virginia today. Yes, sir. It's good down here in South Florida. It's very nice in Tennessee where Clay is. Wanted to start with this one. Uh, we've got some some other issues we know we're going to hit here, including uh, a stand you're taking in solidarity with sanity. We'll get to that in a moment. How are Republicans looking in your state for the 2024 election, Governor? Can we actually pull uh, a flip here and make Virginia red? Well, of course, you know that we have the biggest elections in the country going on right now in 2023. 
with our entire House, our entire Senate, uh, tons of, of supervisory boards and city councils and school boards and sheriffs up as well across the whole Commonwealth. It's our midterms. And so I think we're going to get a great read as we've been working like crazy to hold our House and flip our Senate. You know, I've had a divided legislature for the last two legislative sessions. And while we've gotten a lot done, the progressive left who controls our Senate uh, is really blocked a ton. And we're working to hold the House and flip the Senate. Listen, these are these are on a nice edge, uh, the key races, and I feel good. But we got to work this out for the next nine days. It's early voting is available through November seventh. You can vote early through this upcoming Saturday. Take Tuesday two days off, and then come back and vote in person if you want on November seventh. But we have to get Republicans off the sidelines so we can finish the job we started in twenty twenty one, where I think we pretty much shocked shocked the nation in uh, turning turning Virginia red, and now we got to finish the work and hold the House and flip the Senate. So uh, eight days from now, November 7th, you'll get the results, and we certainly encourage everybody in Virginia listening to us now to get out and vote for the candidates that Glenn Youngkin has been working hard to get in to those offices in Virginia. Let's say you wake up on November 8th, I think, if I've got the math right. That's the date of the third Republican debate that will be taking place down in Miami. You've kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit about whether you're still potentially looking at the 2024 race. Are you now still open to the idea of entering that race, or are you done with the idea of being a candidate for president in 2024? Well, let me just just start with the fact that while I'm incredibly humbled by the fact that my name has been uh, included in this uh, discussion, uh, I have been 100% focused on Virginia. I have been uh, at the uh, Rockingham County Fair. I haven't been at the Iowa State Fair. Uh, <laughs> I've not been in, in New Hampshire. I haven't been in South Carolina. I've been in Virginia. And uh, I think I covered nine cities in Virginia in the last few days campaigning with folks. I'm focused. I'm focused on Virginia. That's where our work is. Uh, boy, we've really out of the box done a great job in taking a state that was trying really hard to become California and taking a right turn. And getting things moving, you know, we went from bottom of job growth to third in the country over these 22 months in job growth. Uh, we've empowered parents. We've reestablished high expectations in school. We backed the blue, and now we see law enforcement all coming back to the job after being demeaned and demoralized under the previous administration. Listen, common sense conservative policies work, and I hope that when we wake up on November 8th and, and uh, we can demonstrate that uh, hopefully we have not only just held our house, but we've flipped our Senate, that we can demonstrate to not just Virginians, but to the whole country that we can do this. We can take states that were blue uh, or maybe even purple in some in some circumstances, and we can get them moving in the right direction. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to really encourage folks, not just in Virginia, but around the country, that when we lock our, our arms together and get moving, we can change the future. We're speaking to uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin of Virginia. Governor, let's just say, assuming, because we know you're laser-focused on Virginia, and there are very important elections coming up in a few days, but assuming that you do not get into the election for 2024 yourself, will you endorse a candidate? And separate question, would you consider being a VP to whoever the eventual nominee is? Well, first of all, again, thank you for, for those kind questions. I've said, I've said before, and I'll repeat, I, I'm not going to endorse anyone. I'm going to let the voters choose, and I will support the Republican nominee. And uh, I think this is a moment, of course, in the primaries for, for the voters to choose, uh, just like they did when I was running in my primary. And I was pleased that they chose me. 
but then our job is to is to go in and to make sure that uh, Joe Biden doesn't get another term because boy, Joe Biden's weakness has really demonstrated that uh, a weak a weak United States causes chaos around the world, causes chaos at the border, causes chaos in our economy, and uh, we just can't have Joe Biden back. Glenn Youngkin, Governor of Virginia. I know you're a big sports fan. You're you're like a coach that is uh, trying to pretend that you're not interested in a job other than the one that you've got. That, and I know you've heard these answers for the last 25 years, so I, I appreciate the, the, the skill, the two-step here. Uh, and again, I would encourage everybody to get out there and uh, and vote to flip Virginia fully red. Speaking of uh, of, of sports, I've, I've run out kick. We've got an employee, Riley Gaines. She is phenomenal. Former swimmer at the University of Kentucky. She had to compete against a man. She was going to go to veterinary, a dental school, sorry, was going to become a dentist, said, this is not right. I'm going to fight for women to be at the forefront of women's sports. And she's been trying to organize. I think she's speaking at UC Davis today. She's been going all over the country speaking. She was here with me uh, on Saturday. I got to meet her and her husband, Louie. Uh, it's fantastic. But Eventbrite is not allowing her to actually advertise her events Despite the fact that they've been allowing rallies for Hamas to be to be advertised on their site, I know you've seen this, Governor. What's your reaction uh, to the decisions that are being made about who can and cannot help to organize events through Eventbrite? Well, let, let's just be clear that when a company decides it's going to make statements on on uh, political and social issues. They have to live with the consequences, and the blowback here has been warranted. I mean, let's let's just first uh, recognize that a a Hamas terrorist group invaded Israel and conducted barbaric attacks on women and children, and killed nearly fourteen uh, fourteen hundred uh, Israelis. And they need to be condemned. And there's no place to sit on a fence here. You're either condemning it or you're condoning it. And the fact that, first of all, Eventbrite continues to carry uh, events around Hamas is is unbelievable. But then, on top of that, to proactively terminate an agreement with Riley uh, is beyond belief. And to say that they are trying to protect uh, some group uh, in one and not the other, uh, I think results in the kind of action that I've taken. And I, as governor, I have I have. Uh, uh, told our, our political committee that we will no longer use Eventbrite. Uh, the governor's office is no longer using Eventbrite. And I would ask your listeners, do not respond or RSVP to an invitation from Eventbrite. Just stop using them. And governor, how have the... happened to companies that, that take that take these kinds of stances, the customers can fire them. And in, in our case, we fired them. Governor, how have, in your mind, uh, the universities in the state of Virginia... Uh, responded and, and, you know, the administrations, I know there's a lot of them, but ha- have you been uh, disappointed to see what the response is of these universities, specifically in response to the mass terror attack or mass casualty terror attack in Israel? Um, what, what has been the experience? We haven't talked about any schools specifically in Virginia, a lot of them in the Northeast and other places. Um, how do you think it's been handled in your home state? First of all, I, I, most of the presidents have come out and condemned the terrorist act, um, which there's no other place to be. And I've been very, very clear on this as uh, we uh, brought our flags down to half staff for a week uh, on Sunday, right after the terrorist attack. Uh, and then the one thing that I have been uh, very, very focused on is the fact that 
while we're going to protect our First Amendment uh, in Virginia, and people are allowed to gather and they are allowed to protest, uh, listen, the, the statements that are being made in, in the pro-Hamas uh, uh, gatherings and protests are reckless. And uh, they fundamentally uh, don't understand what has happened. Uh, this isn't about a political question of a one-state versus two-state solution. This is about a terrorist attack that was undertaken in, in a, a complete action of hate and anti-Semitism. And we have to, con- we have to condemn it. And this is the this is the last area I think where college presidents need to just be clear that while while students and outside groups unfortunately have have gathered on these campuses they're allowed to uh, but we we must condemn these actions and uh, silence here is is condoning them and uh, we cannot condone them. We're talking to Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. You just mentioned no longer using Eventbrite as a result of the choice they made to not allow Riley Gaines to have rallies in favor of women's sports being made up of women. You're a former college athlete yourself. I believe you played basketball at Rice University. I don't, I, I think I've got that right. I did. Um, I did. Would you, would you have ever believed, uh, when you were a college athlete? that there would be an entire political party committed to the idea that men who identify as women should be able to compete and win championships as women's athletes? I mean, I'm still staggered that this is where we are. No, I, I would have never believed it if someone had told me this back in, in 1985 through 89 when when I was playing. Although, to be clear, people ask me what position I played, and I'm always very, very transparent. I played bench, and I played as well as most anybody <laughs> in the nation. Um, but I would have never, I would have never believed this. And, and we've been very clear in Virginia in our model policies for our K through 12, uh, athletes. Um, we are very clear that we believe that biological men should not play sports with biological women. And I was so proud of our Roanoke College women's swim team, yeah. uh, where the captains brought the team together. And because the administration would not make a decision, they made a decision. And uh, they said, we really are not going to accept a biological male onto the women's swim team. And boy, I, when I spoke to them, I was so proud of them and, uh, and congratulated them on being strong and standing up at this time when it's really hard, particularly for college students to do this. That's why I've been so, so proud of Riley and what she's doing. Um, but this is, this is a real statement by a company that they are going to make a political decision. And as I said before, you know, join Bud Light. That didn't work out so well for them either. And in this case, you know, we're, we're going to stand up for, for uh, women's sports and we're going to protect it. And therefore, we're going to fire you as our vendor. And I encourage others to do the same. What did you think, by the way? I think that's the uh, right answer, a great answer. You're a basketball player. Did you see Gavin Newsom going head-to-head with the Chinese kids and uh, and flatten one of them? What did you think of his basketball game? <laughs> well, I, I, I think that he first needs to understand that that was a charge. Yep. And when someone's standing in front of you, you got to go behind the back or through the legs and get around them <laughs> as opposed to running over an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a pretty blatant display of maybe a, a, a moment where he might want to choose another sport. Yeah, ice hockey. It looked like a hockey move to me. That was what I saw. Uh, good stuff, Governor Glenn Youngkin. Encourage people to get out to the polls in uh, eight days and now as well as early voting is underway. Appreciate the time, sir. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Listen again, everybody in Virginia, we can't have Republicans on the sidelines. we got to get you at the polls, when Republicans vote, we win. We started in 2021. We're going to hold our house and flip our Senate in 2023 and finish the work. So get out and vote. No doubt. Right. Uh, speaking of getting out, a lot of you need to get out and work out, including me, including Buck. But 
A lot of you also, uh, unfortunately, if you, especially if you work in the Biden administration, you got a lot of to- low testosterone out there. And you know, testosterone's bad for men in particular, the body's natural fuel that helps make sure, uh, that we have the vim, the vigor, the vitality, the energy to be able to go about our daily activities. And as you age, you start to lose a little bit of testosterone. And as you vote Democrat, you lose even more. Why not go ahead and get more testosterone in your life with the chalk male vitality stack? It's all natural. Three months time. Your testosterone levels can go up 20%, all natural pills. You will love it. You can get signed up with Chalk today. Spelled with a Q, the website, choq.com. You can use my name, Clay. As you make your purchase, you get 35% off your Chalk subscription for life. That's choq.com. 35% off my name, Clay. When you make that purchase, 35% off for life. Check out the website, choq.com, and use my name, Clay, 35% off for life. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening more than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies i'm your host alex fumero and each week i'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies from the godfather andy garcia he has the smarts of Vito, the temper of sunny the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Closing up shop today on Clay and Buck. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, go back and... Listen on the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe. First, you got to download the iHeartRadio app to your phone. Easy. It's free. It's great. It lets you do a lot of things. Listen to a lot of good stuff, music, as well as this show. 
Um, but uh, you can subscribe to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. You've also got Tudor Dixon on there, Carol Markowitz, our good friend. Her podcast goes into that feed, so please subscribe, and you'll have lots of great content to listen to, doing chores around the house, at the gym, on the treadmill, etc., etc., all that good stuff, in the car on the way to work or coming home. Um, I do, speaking of cars or vehicles, um, I have an update on Bus 27, Clay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. For everybody out there who doesn't know, was it, when did we talk about Bus 27 in Miami Beach? Last week. I told everybody that I had a nemesis in my new home. Bus 27 was coming by and the noise it was making was something along like, I mean, it was horrible. Making a horrible noise. I'm sorry I had to do that to all of you listening across the country, but it was this like screeching sound. And it would only make it when it was at a stop. So when it's driving, you would never know. But for some reason, when it was idling, it would make this terrible noise. And so I I had my first experience with Miami Beach uh, Civil Administration or whatever. Um, I had to call around and call around. I eventually found the people in charge of maintenance for the bus. I eventually found the people in charge of putting the contractors who actually do the maintenance for the bus. And the my first go around, Clay, you know what they told me? Sorry, we had it looked at. There's no problem with that bus. There's no sound. To which I had to say, excuse me, sir, that white whale, so to speak, is still breaching. It is still spouting. It is out there. And I have my harpoon at the ready. So I called them again. I said, I shall not be denied. I will not let this go. This noise is disrupting me and so many of my neighbors. And do you know what they did, Clay? Because I am so persistent and so annoying. They had the contractor look at the bus again, this time knowing that I would not accept anything less than the full and sufficient reversal of this ear-piercing sound. And they called me uh, They called me today to say, sir, we just want to say thank you so much. You were right. There was an issue with maintenance. They figured it out. And now bus 27 <laughs> is purring like a kitten. Has bus 27 driven past now fixed? Have oh, you yes, noticed it? Many times. Every time, every time it goes by, my heart sings just a little bit. I'm like, yes. <laughs> My civic duty has been done. I I can't believe. So if you had not moved to this new place in I called Miami them four Beach. times, just so you understand. I went through four phone conversations about this. At least how much time five. do you think you spent to get the bus fixed? Like total like time on your like I behalf. Mean, an hour or two probably. Yeah. But it's now oh, yeah. fixed forever. Fixed? Bus twenty seven. It's it is <laughs> Like a finely, it is the, it is like the Porsche 911 of buses now, finely tuned machine. I mean, what do they always say? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, here yeah. you have proven once and for all the bus, uh, you managed to get a bus fix. So everybody out there who's frustrated with local politics or national politics, everything else, Buck Sexton has, has saved the ears of countless Miami Beach residents. I am the old man in your neighborhood who gets the pothole fixed, my friends. I am the one who changes closing hours for the bar so they can't serve after 1 a.m. or whatever. That is, I you need me on that wall. Well, you now need you're losing a wall. lot of support because there's a lot of people out there listening to us who need as much alcohol as they can to make it through uh, the, 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 the world right now, uh, including the holidays coming up. Uh, appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. By the way, Glenn Youngkin and Tim Scott, both fantastic. Encourage you to check them out on the podcast tomorrow. We got Alex Berenson, I think, or am I totally wrong in that? He's coming yes, on at some Julie point. Yes, Julie Kelly week. on J6 and Trump trials. Alex Berenson on a little bit of the COVID walk back and Vax update and the risks. And it's going to be a phenomenal show because that's how we roll on Clay and Buck. Amen. Congrats to everyone. Bus 27 fixed. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.